This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. During the rule of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest assigned service in the regiment of Abijah. His name was Zechariah. His wife was descended from the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. Together they lived honorably before God, careful in keeping to the ways of the commandments and enjoying a clear conscience before God. But they were childless because Elizabeth could never conceive, and now they were quite old. It so happened that as Zechariah was carrying out his priestly duties before God, working the shift assigned to his regiment, it came his one turn in life to enter the sanctuary of God and burn incense. The congregation was gathered and praying outside the temple at the hour of the incense offering. Unannounced, an angel of God appeared to the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was paralyzed in fear, but the angel reassured him. Don't fear, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Elizabeth, your wife, will bear a son by you. You are to name him John. You're going to leap like a gazelle for joy, and not only you, many will delight in his birth. He'll achieve great stature with God. He'll neither drink wine nor beer. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit from the moment he leaves his mother's womb. He will turn many sons and daughters of Israel back to their God. He will herald God's arrival in the style and strength of Elijah, soften the hearts of parents to children, and kindle devout understanding among hardened skeptics. He'll get the people ready for God. Zechariah said to the angel, Do you expect me to believe this? I am an old man, and my wife is an old woman. But the angel said, I am Gabriel, the sentinel of God, sent especially to bring you this glad news. But because you won't believe me, you'll be unable to say a word until the day of your son's birth. Every word I've spoken to you will come true on time, God's time. Meanwhile, the congregation waiting for Zechariah was getting restless, wondering what was keeping him so long in the sanctuary. When he came out and couldn't speak, they knew he had seen a vision. He continued speechless and had to use sign language with the people. When the course of his priestly assignment was completed, he went back home. It wasn't long before his wife, Elizabeth, conceived. She went off by herself for five months, relishing her pregnancy. So this is how God acts to remedy my unfortunate condition. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you here and... uh, Worshiping at Schweitzer today. Um, We're going to be picking up with that story of Elizabeth and Zechariah out of the Gospel of Luke to talk about how God seeks to speak to us in the midst of, of everyday life, in fact, in the midst of our busyness. Over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about how God seeks to connect with us. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Bob talked about how God sends prophets. God sent prophets in, in uh Lots of different times across the page of history, and God still sends prophets today to, to speak into our world, to, to call us close to Him. Last week, Pastor Bob also talked about how God seeks to do new things within each and every one of us. Uh, within Mary and Joseph, God sought to do something new, something that the people had never seen before, and in us, God seeks to do things. Today, we're, we're going to be talking about how Christmas is busy, and yet God seeks to speak to us. Now, I have in my hands a snow globe. How many of you have snow globes around your house? Love snow globes? Love to see snow globes? Love snow globe. There's a, a big picture of it for you. Um, a couple of weeks ago, it was actually, where can I put this? Right here. There you go. Thanks. Um, 
It was the day, it was the Sunday after Thanksgiving. We had gone through the Thanksgiving um, holiday with, with great fashion and great fanfare. For about 10 days, we had had people visiting our house, staying with us. Our life was chock full. And then we got to that Sunday after Thanksgiving when we looked at one another and we're thinking to ourselves, can we do one more thing? Um, because we, we, had, uh, we had an opportunity, a small window, to go to Silver Dollar City to take in the sights, the sounds. Uh, we had a friend who was doing the Dickens play at Silver Dollar City. And so we knew that we wanted to do it. But then we began looking at our calendar. And I don't know if your calendar is, is full with stuff, but our calendar was packed full with stuff. And we were dead tired. And yet we looked at one another and we said, if we don't go today, I don't know when we go. And so we went. We went to Silver Dollar City. We rode a couple of rides. It was a beautiful afternoon, and then, it, and then it got freezing cold that night. But we stayed. Anna said, we have to stay to see the parade. She's like, we came down here. We're dead tired. We're not leaving till we see the parade. And I'm like, we're freezing. Icicles are coming off of our noses. She's like, we're staying. <laughs> and so then the parade comes through. And it's a, it's a parade with all kinds of floats, and they have dancing people and it's noisy and and then all of a sudden there's a couple of people who walk by and they're like walking snow globes right and they've got this bulb around them and you can see into it and there's this little snow that's um blowing up all around like that I love it and for a moment it was like it was more than a snow globe to me because it was like this mysterious and marvelous, this wonderful picture that God was just sort of painting in my imagination, almost like an invitation. Like your world is packed with sound and noise and busyness and activity, and I want to invite you into a place, a quiet place, a place of wonder and joy, and I want you to hear again the story of my, of my heart for the world of sending Jesus into this world. And so in this time, a very busy time, in that moment, it was like this brief invitation of God saying, come into a, a unique place, a quiet place, and hear my voice. We just heard this, these wonderful four people uh, speak the word of God to us um, through Luke um, chapter 1, 5 through 25. And we, they were reading from the message version. And in this, um, we've got a picture for you. Um, in this story, um, Zechariah uh, was, was going, his priestly duties were to go into the Holy of Holies and to um, send up the incense to pray for the people. And this is kind of what the scene might have looked like. This wasn't just like a couple people around Zechariah and he goes in and he just does his thing. This is like basically, think of the Super Bowl. This is basically like the Super Bowl for priests, okay? He gets to go into the Holy of Holies, but not just him. He's probably got family around. He's probably got friends around. Um, all his priestly buddies are around hanging out. You can see all these people are also camped out around. Um, this is a very stressful time for Zechariah. Um, this is probably a once-in-a-lifetime chance that he'll ever get to go into the Holy of Holies and send up his prayers for the people, and it's, it's just so crazy to think. They even sometimes would, would put a rope around the priest's leg with, like, a bell. Um, so if it got to be, like, way too long, they'd pull him out because not everyone was allowed in the Holy of Holies. So they would pull him out. 
And so it was, it was interesting to think that during this time, he was so stressed probably. This once in a lifetime, he doesn't want to screw it up, right? Um, he doesn't want to have to be pulled out of the holy holies. Um, he's got family around. There's people praying around him. It's a very stressful, very chaotic time probably for him. But it's once he enters into the holy of holies, once he enters that place, is when everything stops for him. Everything is silent. And it's just him and God. And that's when something special happens. That's when the angel shows up. So have you ever had a really big day and you've been really focused and you're like, okay, I've got this thing that I've got to do. Can't mess it up. Obviously, I don't want to mess it up because if I mess this up, this one event a year in the life of Israel, this one time that I'll only get to do this, I could die. So it's that kind of of event and, and thing that Zachariah is looking for. So he enters into the Holy of Holies to say prayers, to offer up incense, because this is big in the life of Israel. And he begins to go through the prayers for the day, for that day, very special prayers, asking God's forgiveness over the entirety of Israel. And then an angel shows up. In this place where Zechariah knows what he has to do, what he has to get done, an angel shows up. And he begins talking with Zechariah. Now, I don't think an angel was on Zechariah's agenda for the day. An, an angel having a conversation with somebody out of the blue who he wasn't expecting to be in the room was not on his agenda for the day. And so, in fact, Luke says he's surprised and, and he has this kind of conversation. And he's like, what am I supposed to do? And then the angel has all kinds of news about what is going to happen in his life, and he doesn't believe it. And, well, there are other things that come from that. But have you ever been at this place where you've, your agenda's full, and you're going about it, and then God interrupts it? You see, when Zechariah comes into that Holy of Holies, he begins to enter a quiet space. And in that space, God begins to speak. I've got a uh, beautiful little two-and-a-half-year-old girl. Um, I think I've got a picture of her, too, here. Uh, that's my wife and my daughter. Aren't they cute? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is at Silver Dollar City, actually, as well. Um, we didn't plan that. But uh, no. this is just uh, a couple weeks ago at Silver Dollar City. And it's so crazy because this time of year for me also is, is a very busy time. Normally, I would have thought that, like, this is when things kind of wind down a little bit, but they, like, crank up for, for some reason. I was just talking to a couple parents in here. Their lives are running back and forth to St. Louis and back for school stuff, and I know people have work to catch up with before we try to take off time for work. All this stuff is happening, and it was just a couple days ago. Uh, it's actually Wednesday. Uh, we had a really big youth event coming up that evening. And I had a lot to prepare for. I was stressing out. Um, it was a chaotic morning. Uh, There's a lot more stuff that kind of came about that I wasn't ready for. And um, my wife called, and she said, hey, we're leaving this place, and we want to have lunch with you at 1 o'clock. And I was like, God, 1 o'clock is bad timing, okay? I don't have time to go eat with you guys right now. I'm sorry. I hung up the phone, and I say sorry. Well, then I start to think. Jason and I have been preparing for this for a little bit of time. I start to think, I'm going completely against making time in my busy schedule for the things I love. And so I, I called back, my wife called back Angela. I was like, I'm sorry. Um, but yes, I would love, I, I want to come to lunch. I want to make that time. And what I started to realize is that my daughter, um, I love her to death. Like it's crazy how much a person can change when um, uh, a child comes in your life. 
But what I started to realize is, is Chloe is a, um, is a messenger from God for me. I've never seen an angel. There's never been an angel that has, like, showed up on the right side of anything to me. Uh, but Chloe shows up all the time in ways that I'm not ready for in order to connect me with God as a messenger. I mean, it's just different ways, whether it be making me more joyful in times I need to be joyful, making me do things for other people when I, when I don't want to do them for them. But for some reason, Chloe brings me a snack when she doesn't have to bring me a snack, you know. All these different things that Chloe does, I feel like God has sent her as a messenger for me in my life to remember to slow down and realize that God is speaking in the times of chaos if we're willing to slow down. One of the beautiful things about kids is that kids often speak to our heart. And so when Chloe comes to you, Chloe begins to draw on your heartstrings, Tim. When the angel Gabriel appears to Zechariah in the temple, he begins to speak to Zechariah's heart. One of the things that has been heavy upon Zechariah's heart is the fact that now he is a, he's an, a gentleman who's well along in years. He's old. And one of the aspirations that he, he and his wife longed for was to, to have a son, to have a daughter, to have some family. But they're nearing the end of their life and they, they have no children. And so the angel begins to talk to this, this thing that is deep down in Zechariah's heart. One of the things that we find as we look at Scripture, going all the way through Scripture, is that when God draws close to us and He wants to talk to us, He wants to speak to the things that are deep in our hearts. He wants to um, address those things that we carry deep down. And so the messenger begins to talk with Zechariah about this, this stuff that's in his heart. And the marvelous thing that is there is that not only is this conversation about a son deeply felt with Zacharias and Elizabeth, but it's on God's heart too. You see, because God has an intention of sending his own son, Jesus, into the world to do some work of redemption and restoration, to, to heal up the wounds of, of a hurting world, to bring about a new kind of reality, a new kingdom. And he says, Zechariah, God knows what you've been carrying on your heart. God knows where you're at. God sees you and he loves you and he blesses you. And he's asking you to partner with him in what he's going to do, and he reveals the heart of God. And he says, will you step into this place? Um, the thing that we begin to notice as we interact with this story is that in the midst of all that is taking place, in the midst of this huge crowd, all of this busyness, when Zechariah comes to this place of silence, God begins to share what's on his heart. And he speaks into the place where Zachariah's heart is open and listening. At the end of this, uh, this story, Elizabeth has a good one-liner, right, Kathy? Elizabeth has this one line that she gets to say. And it says, so this is how God is going to deal with my unfortunate condition. And it's so interesting because it's not until Zechariah is, is willing to get away from the chaos, away from the busyness of his life, and he gets into a quiet place that what has been on the heart of him and Elizabeth for years and years and years, they are old people. 
older than old people in here. They are old. I'm allowed to say I'm a youth minister. They are old, though, you guys. They, this is a prayer that has been on their heart for a very long time. A very long time. And it's not until Zechariah gets into the Holy of Holies that what has been on the heart of Zechariah and Elizabeth, what's been on the heart of God, is able to come to fruition because they're finally able to hear him speak. And guys, in the busyness of our Christmas schedule, in the busyness of finals for some of you students, in the busyness of work for the adults, in the busyness of family that's coming into town or all of us traveling, guys, God is willing to speak to us. But are we getting into a place of silence in order to hear him speak? God invites us, is always inviting us, to find some place in the midst of crazy time, busy time, to hear his voice. And sometimes his voice says, hold on, wait. Sometimes his voice says, it's coming now. But his voice is, his voice is this, I'm always with you. So step into the silence and hear his presence.